Hello. Ah. Hello and welcome back. <laughs> Hello, welcome back to Creating a Village. I'm your host, Millie. And today, once again, bringing him back for another episode by popular demand, we have Mr. Marvel Bishop. Going on, hey. what's going on? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Um, yes, I am super I see that excited. you copied me, by the way, of like, you know, saying the tone of red. You know what I'm saying? If you want to well, just be, if you just want to be me, just all you got to do is say that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know about that. I feel like mm, I just represent mm, the mm, color red mm, and you probably picked I up see. on those vibes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I see. Yeah. But it's okay. We could both rock it. Red family. Sounds good. Sounds good. Let's get to it. <laughs> um, so for this episode, considering that you are a luxury host, um, I wanted to kind of talk about how you got into that aspect of your life and definitely what what went into it. So uh, I guess I'll tell you like a little bit of my backstory then, right? Yes, so, yes, yes. Uh, so Marvel Bishop, people call me Bishop, 36 years old, uh, originally from New York, was raised there. Uh, and I came to Miami in 2009, went to FIU. Uh, actually, I started out as a photographer and videographer. Okay. I was actually doing yeah, content creation. Yeah, so I was doing a bunch of content creation for like sororities, fraternities, departments, um, you know, the whole nine. And, you know, while doing that, while still being in school, um, it got to the point where, you know, I wasn't really making ends meet, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. um, and I had to, like, do something different, especially when I told my aunt to actually cut, cut me off. So I actually, like, told my uh... aunt that raised me to, hey, I want to be a man. I need to be on my own. Please cut me off. Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm telling that you. That is so commendable. That's really commendable. Yeah, I know. Considering the people of these days, you know what I'm saying, you know, around your age, I get it. I get it. Because people, they'd be getting coddled, you know, they'd be being pacified. Uh, but I'm a different breed. I'm a different breed. You know what I'm saying? I'm 30. Ah. I'm, like I said, I'm 36. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So I told my aunt that I wanted to, you know, make a, a, a means for myself and become my own man. And after that, when I told her to cut off, I remember like, specifically when i hung up the phone i was like all right what do i do now <laughs> I, I never planned yo i did not no. have a plan like at all because it'd be like that i just did it and i was like okay where am i gonna get this extra money like where am i gonna get this extra money from that my aunt was giving me but you know photo and video wasn't really cutting this so i needed something else so i was thinking and thinking and thinking right and uh my guy jonathan Menacol, which he is a, uh, a good, good friend of mine. He went to FIU the same time I did. And I would see um, him, you know, being in live, you know, working for David Grutman. People don't know, don't know who David Grutman is. He is uh, a pioneer, you know, he's an executive and owner of Groot Hospitality that owns the lives, the Komodos, like all the high-end restaurants, bars, clubs here in Miami. And at that time, it wasn't called Groot Hospitality. It was actually called Miami Marketing Group. 
So Jonathan used to do security, like like actual like bodyguarding for like the VIPs that come to live. And uh, you know, I saw him, you know, and this is like Facebook times, right? So I Facebook messaged him. I was like, yo, I see that you, you know, work at Live. Um I I honestly I need a job. <laughs> yeah. I need a job. So um is there anything you can do for me? He's like, Well, listen, um it's Christmas Eve. And he's like, Look, I can't get you a job at Live, but there's this new spot called Story that's opening up and you can go there, but just make sure when you get interviewed, do not embarrass me. Nope. Like, don't make me look bad. I was like, all right, cool. I got you, man. So I went there and uh my two uh good good friends to this day, that was the head of security and the assistant head of security. Uh, Patrick Fleming and Jay Pink. They saw me. You know, I'm six foot eleven. You know, at the time I was like three eighty or three eighty five. You know, I was like, you know, I was big, big, big. You know, um, and they hired me instantly. And then after that, you know, the the rest was was starting to become history. One of the key key points of my business, or I guess my journey, was I did not have a suit jacket for me to do the VIP uh, security on the dance floor. So mm. I actually had to get put behind the DJ right by where the door is where people come in and out. And this type of area, uh, Jada was actually like where like the super, super VIPs were like oh. Elliot Ross's, Dinah Sun's grandson, Tyson Beckford's, uh, oh Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, all the DJs, uh, you know, like the who's who, if that makes sense. Yeah. And me being, me being put there actually put me in a position where I was able to rub elbows with like these type of people. And that's how I got to meet mm-hmm. David Grumman. That's how I got to meet Chris Pacella, who used to be partners with him, who used to own Story. Um, the Jojo LaHouse, you know, like you know, the Mo Garcias. Um, and, you know, that was back in 2012 when we first opened because we, I came in there for the interview for Christmas Day. And then the day after Christmas, the 26th is when we opened. So like I had oh, to wow. work literally the day after. So, um, a Christmas so, miracle. Yeah. Huh? I said it's a Christmas miracle. Literally, literally, yeah. So, you know, that got me to really like get to re- like I was I was really thrown in the fire because I didn't really necessarily have too much um security experience. But, mm-hmm. you know, being as big as I am, six foot eleven, you know what I'm saying? They're gonna give you a shot, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, yeah, you go like, intimidate everybody. Like, yeah, exactly, you know. So <laughs> but um but yeah, so uh I was doing that for a while and after six to eight months and I got my suit jacket and I started to go on the dance floor and then start taking care of like, you know, a lot of these, like, cause you gotta understand like 2012 back in the day. Um, I know you were, you weren't even born back then, right? Uh, like not at all. I, right? I was, right? I was just in oh, school, you were? Yeah. Okay. Uh, middle okay, school. Right, cool. so I, I don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I have no idea, <laughs> but, um, you know, um, no, but that was, uh, that was nine years ago. And, those times back then were extremely, extremely different. Like mm. people were spending money. Like it was like after the crash. So like the surge oh, yeah. as far as like people just having money and like, you know, multi, multi, multi millionaires were being born every single day. Like, you know, it was, it was crazy. And people were spending money like it was nothing. Like, like people were spending 10000 20000 50000 60000 70000 $80,000 oh, wow. for one friggin' table. And like the money was just different. And that's how I actually got to like get my name out there as far as like being one of the best security guards on the beach. Mm. 
even so, having, I will say this right now, Story Nightclub from 2012 to about maybe 2015, 2016, had the best security team on Miami Beach, period, end of discussion. Fight me about it. Okay. Nobody was, no, no, like we were, we were the best. We, like nobody was touching us. As far as like the combination of big, tall people, being mm-hmm. able to handle their business, being able to defend themselves well too, but most importantly, being a group of white gloved type of style individuals to handle every single situation delicately, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So, uh, yeah, when was it? I think it was like 2015. Um, I met this guy by the name of Troy Gibson. So Troy mm-hmm. Gibson actually lives in Atlanta. You know, he's like a father to me. And he's actually my day one client. Aww. And I used to take care of him. I took care of him that one time when he came to story. It was actually on a Sunday. And took care of him, walked him to his car, you know, make sure he was good. And I thought I would never see him again because that was it. So there's this place called Eleven. I don't know if you've ever been to Eleven here in Miami. Um, it's like everywhere goes. So it's like an ultra club. So it's like, it's like all three ones. a strip club, it's an actual club, and a restaurant at the same time. Oh. So, um, yes, beautiful, beautiful place. And I ran into Troy back then, like mm-hmm. that, right there after a story. Cause you know, after that, you know, all rules, all roads lead to 11. So we go there. Yeah. That's where everybody goes there, you know, after they work. Cause you know, it's open 24 seven. Okay. Did not know and that. Not close. Yeah. 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 So, um, I walked in and that's another thing too, Jada, like you always got to follow your gut no matter what, mm-hmm. like, cause when you don't follow your gut, you actually miss some like grand, grand opportunities that can actually change your life. So mm. at the time, you know, I was like, eh, I don't know if I want to go to 11, you know, I'm kind of tired, you know, it was a long day as story. Let me just not go. And I had like this, like this, this, this feeling in my stomach. I was like, yo, Marvel, <laughs> you need to go, go to 11 right now. So I go there and I run into Troy. I run into Troy. It's, it's crazy. Cause uh, when I ran into him, he was like, oh, man, you the person that took care of me at Story. I was like, yeah, yeah, how you doing? I was like, yeah, no, good. I had a great time. Everything was great. You know, appreciate everything. And after we're talking for about two or three minutes, he kind of paused and he looked at me. And he was like, you know what? You could be my bodyguard. And I was like, well, I hear this all the time. Like, His personal bodyguard? Me, yes. Yeah. Oh, hold up. So, yeah, so... I was like, I hear this all the time, right? I was like, okay, how am I going to handle this? I'm thinking to myself. I was like, you know what? I'll work for you right now. What's up? Took out a hundred. He took out a water hundreds, probably like maybe $10,000. One, two, three, four, five. Give me 500 bucks. And we were off to the races. I went to wow. Las Vegas with him maybe like over 20 times. I went, to, I went to New Orleans with him. I went to Atlanta to also take care of him as well too. And then based upon that, his crew that he had became my clients as well. Mm. Now you're, you're hearing all the stories when it comes to security and me being a bodyguard and all like, how did I get to the concierge? Now I'm about to get yeah. into it. So too late, I believe is I always get my dates mixed up because I feel like everything is a blur. Like late 2015, maybe 16, I was uh, bodyguarding one of my clients and we were talking and he was like, yo, you know, Marvel, 
I always appreciate everything that you do for me. You know, you take care of me, take care of my group, you secure me and everything else too. But I want to let you know something like the main reason why I hire you is not because of you being a bodyguard or whatever, you protecting me. It's because of your personality. It's because mm. of who you are as a person, how hospitable you are, how, gra- how people gravitate towards you, how personable you, how personable you are. Have you ever thought about becoming a concierge host? And I was like, mm-hmm. no, what is that? <laughs> I was like, what are you talking about? So he broke it down to me. He's like, yo, like you can actually take your business to another level and take care of people from the top down and provide them everything when they come to Miami. The cars, the yachts, the private security, the transportation, the reservations, the liaison work, the VIP access, the private chefs, the uh, private jets, you know, um, everything. Mm. And it was like, you think I could do that? It was like, yeah, you, hell yeah, you can do that. Like, <laughs> you're the guy. Like, like all you got to do is, is you already, you got to just transition from like being a security guard to a concierge host. And after that, honestly, it was, that was when, you know, Bishop Executive Services was born. Oh, Wow. That's such a great yeah. story. What What is your kind of thought process on connections? Because obviously having having your first friend connection to get you the job and then building the rapport with the people who came in and out, like just knowing how to do that, What what is your perspective on connecting and, and like personal branding? Because your brand mm-hmm. is what got you to be a personal bodyguard and then to just have yeah. this image. Yeah. Yeah. So I do think that for your personal brand, like at the end, like first off, you got to be a good person. Mm. Like you got to be a good person. You have to have great intent. Um, you have to be able to like, you know, provide value to people as well. Um, yeah. And also find out how you can provide that value if that makes sense. Um, and that's how you can like really, really connect with people to mm. Uh, become uh, a different and unique person from every, everybody else. Um, what I will say is that one of the things I cannot stand that people be asking, they be asking me, and I actually used to do it, and I don't do it anymore. Like, oh, yeah, you know, um, I would like to work with you, whatever, and find out how I can provide value. People need to stop saying that. It is yes. like the most cringeworthy thing in the world because it's like, dog, like, why do I have to do the work to let you know what value you have to provide to me when you mm-hmm. need me? Why, like, that doesn't make any sense. Like, why don't you go back, do the research on me and see how you can help me and then present that? You know what I'm saying? Why are you talking to me right now? Because that's yeah, I, like so someone... because I'm ta- because I'm talking to you right now. That's why. <laughs> like... No, someone said, "Yeah, just come by and you can help out whenever." And so, like, I was texting their assistant, like, "Oh, let me know whatever you need me to do." And no, yeah, because they haven't wrong, responded. Wrong, wrong, wrong. And exactly, so... you know why they haven't responded, right? Because I feel like they you're... have so much to do. Because you're not, you're not, you're not separating yourself from the pack. Mm. If you would have actually done the research, right, and find do your due diligence on what they needed, and like, hey, I'm I can do this for you. What's up? Like, damn, like you know, like Jada's actually like you know, she's a one on one. Like, she's actually presenting to me what she can do for me, other than me doing the work and asking for it. No, I don't need to do that work. 
Why? Mm. <sighs> now I got homework to do. We, we always even. got homework to do. We always got homework to do. That's that's what makes us great connectors and great networkers as well. You know, you got to do the homework. You got to mm. do the work before the work. You know, that makes sense. So when it comes to finding the value that you can add, I can make an assumption like you're doing your due diligence. You're looking at the holes in someone's operation. Mm-hmm. But in order to find what you're good at, what do you think plays into that finding that value that you can offer? Uh, you got to taste test. Like finding the value for what you have, you have to taste test. Like you have mm. to find out, you have to do the work and the grunt work and be in the process of like, okay, like what can I do? All right, now work on this. Okay, what else I can do? Like you have to actually like find out and like, Trial and error at the end of the day. Like, yeah. like when you find your own value to be able to provide to your own, like it's kind of like a, it's like a, a it's a two-step process. I think you're, you, you, it finds you and you have to find it as well, if that makes sense. Now, I don't know which one yeah. comes first, if that makes sense. I don't know. But um, for me, I innately, so I'll say this. I innately knew that I was a type of protector nurturing type of person, mm-hmm. a leader, you know, a provider, all that stuff. I knew that innately since the day I was born, right? But then in the fields that I was in, it made me find out like, oh, wait a minute, I could actually be a bodyguard. Oh, wait a minute, I could actually be a luxury concierge host. So that's okay. where you know what it is innately, but then specifically you find out what it is through the work and through the journey that you have. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Definitely a trial and error thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, and don't okay. be afraid to fail too. Like a lot of people are afraid to fail. They're they're afraid to find that out because they think that everything needs to be perfect. What I always tell people is, it's always one over zero. So one of my mantras mm-hmm. is is that it's always one over zero. Like no matter what, it doesn't matter how far or how close or how 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 far or how close you are, whatever it is. Um, you can be one day away. You can, you can you do a whole bunch of stuff for the process. But if you just have this mentality on like, okay, you know what? I need to conquer today. Like yesterday's gone and tomorrow's yet to be. So if I conquer yeah. today, today is one day. Within that one day, let me conquer this one meeting. Within this one meeting, let me conquer and ask this one question. So once you mm. have that, you have that foresight of, okay, now I can build upon that. Not if like you don't do 10 things like, oh my God, you know, my day's ruined. Lord, I'm about to die. <laughs> like, you know yes. what I'm saying? Like, no, man, like you, you can't, you cannot do that. One is always better than zero because mm. one plus one plus one plus one plus one equals, you know, More. so it's a snowball effect. I always wow. tell my people, I always tell my clients, I always tell people um, who I mentor or also consult as well too, is that, um, Everything is compound interest at the end of the day. Mm. You know, one of uh, my guys, you know, um, that I take care of from time to time, uh, Justin Waller, um, he's Andrew Tate's best friend. He's actually one of my clients. Okay. So um, one of the things that he says is, is that I have to give him credit where he's like, yo, work, 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 work. Okay, you know what? Then you have this. Then work, 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 work. This may not work. Okay, you know what? I got to adjust. Work, 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 work. And then bam, you get paid. Like, you know what I'm saying? But you see the process between that, right? Where it's like, Mm -hmm. okay, like, 
it took that process and that journey of working to be able to get to that level and to get yeah. to that step up to get paid. Yeah, no, that's definitely a good point because I know a topic that tends to come up a lot of times with my generation of like the Gen Z is instant gratification. Like we want to work yeah. right now and then get paid like as yeah. we're doing no, the I get work. It. But it I definitely it. takes that um, time and, and process. Yeah, and um, I've literally been, I literally been like that, honestly, like for a long time. And the one thing for my concierge company that made me taught it made me it 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 set my ass down <laughs> as far as not just not worrying about instant gratification mm. like instant gratification is poison to our journey of of success it's poison you have to be in love with the delayed gratification you have to be in love with that stuff hey 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 i hope that you're enjoying the conversation so far if you are make sure to like comment, subscribe, leave a five-star review, and head over to part two to hear the rest of the episode. You can go there right now. Just click next episode, part two of episode 13, right now. See you there.